Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I'm sure you had a wonderful uh, Independence Day celebration and all that. I believe you're praying for the nation, believing what the scriptures say. Hallelujah. Today we have Brother John helping us with translation. Thank you, Brother. Thanks for all the effort and praise and worship and all that goes on in producing these online programs is quite a bit of work, but God is a faithful God, I'm sure. Hallelujah. All right. Let's just pray. Father, we bless you. We praise you. We thank you. You're faithful. You'll do what you said. We look to you, Lord. We honor you. Blessed be the name of the living God. Thank you for this great nation. Thank you for the purposes that you have for this land, for godliness and honesty, peace and quietness. We thank you, Lord, for the mercy of God flooding this land, revealing your great love to them. Thank you, Father, in these special times we live in. Mercy triumphs. Mercy triumphs. Thank you, Lord. We trust you for meeting needs. Hallelujah. We call yokes destroyed, burdens removed. We bless your holy name. We give you thanks. Hallelujah, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You may be familiar with uh, some scriptures that you use in praying constantly. For instance, in Philippians and in Timothy and all that. So we'll go to 1 Timothy 2 and read from those familiar lines that you pray for kings and all that in authority. It says there, 1 Timothy 2, that we may lead quiet, peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. This is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. Coming to the knowledge of the truth, for there is one God, one mediator between God and men, the man, Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. Praise God. So from these verses we realize that there is a person who became a substitute for us and took the blame for us and uh, paid the price, the ransom, the atoning sacrifice for us, the payment for us, was the man Christ Jesus. And that is supposed to be the knowledge of the truth that we should all enjoy. That also means that we don't have to bear what he has already taken for us. You know that. He offered himself willingly. Every other animal that was put on the altar had to be tied. So they would tie to the cords with cords to the altar because it was an animal struggling for its life. But he gave himself willingly. He offered himself the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. So God wants us to receive the benefits of what he paid for. The substitution has been made so you and I can be blessed. And so there's nothing wrong with receiving the benefits of God. In fact, we must. Hallelujah. Praise God. Maybe we'll read um, 1 Timothy 2 verse 5. 
and six in Canada, please, Brother John. Devaru Vapane, Devarigo Manusharigo Matyastanu Vapane, Manushanagriva Yesu Krishana Atanu, Yesu Janarella Papa Regatana no Chitavagi of Pisipotano, Janarella Rakshana Honda Bekendo, Devaro Apexhege, Yesu Takakala the Lee Sakshinidano. Amen. So God doesn't have a problem with us getting physical blessings, tangible blessings, because Jesus paid so that we would not have to receive any curse, but rather the blessing, and he did it of his own will. He chose to take our place, and so we should receive the benefits. We should receive the tangible, physical benefits, the sure benefits, you know, that God has for us, and that's what he paid for. So keep yourself in those kind of thoughts, and remember Jesus paid the highest price for that. And so it is your benefit. It is for you. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. However, you know, we should not hold tight to these things because one of these days we're leaving. Praise God. Imagine if you knew exactly when you were leaving, how you would live. That would be interesting, right? You may have to just go empty everything, sell off your house and car and all of that stuff. In fact, people have made jokes about these things in the past where people thought Jesus was coming immediately and they went and sold everything and just, you know, did whatever they thought was right. And then, of course, Jesus didn't come. So they were made fools of and laughed at. But honestly, he's coming. <laughs> this time it's not a joke. He's coming really soon. And so... If you observe the tense and the way the scripture talks to us, the ideas and the very air of our faith is, is like we're supposed to live in expectation on a daily basis, you know. And so even though Jesus paid completely that we would have these benefits, um, we are not to hold tightly to any physical thing because it's all transient. You know, we're just passing through. And so, especially now, it will be something worth pondering on, thinking upon. Hallelujah. So, praise God. We should keep our eyes looking at the heavenly realm more than anything else, especially now. And uh, be controlled by that, moved by that more than anything else. Praise God. Imagine a scripture like 1 Corinthians 15 now, in the light of, you know, these kind of thoughts, and in verse 20, it says, or rather verse 19, If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. In other words, there is a misery attached to if, if you're just thinking about what you have down here and life down here. And especially now when it's becoming more and more clear that uh, he's coming and we have to leave the planet and so on. You know, we, we need to start pondering about this even in greater measure. So we don't want to be, of all men, most miserable. Praise God. Most pitied. Because we had an idea and we knew what God had in store for us, but we simply misplaced our hope or put all our confidence and happiness and, you know, joyful expectation in the wrong place. Praise God. 
So in other words, we have to maintain a life of joyful expectation, confident expectation, but it should be focused in another realm, the eternal realm. Otherwise, we could be most miserable, to be pitied. So Christ has paid for us, and thank God, we must receive, and we, we believe we are receiving. I'm hearing good things from people who say that they did not have to suffer. God met their needs. They even had enough to give others. I've heard all of those things, because God is a covenant-keeping God, and He's the God of the sure benefits, guaranteed benefits. And so, you know, we should think like this a little bit. Maybe we should uh, jump along from there and look at Second Corinthians, the fourth chapter, and observe there, verse 18. He says, While we look not at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Hallelujah. This is supposed to be the way our eyes are trained to look away from the natural realm because whatever you see in the natural is transient, is passing. You know, I noticed that more and more earthquakes and, you know, catastrophes are happening in the natural realm, um, eruptions, volcanoes, this and that. All these things will just increase. And so the natural realm is, is definitely going to go through a very changing phase and God's wisdom tells us to begin to look into the spirit realm, to the eternal realm, because that is where we should actually have our hope and expectation planted. Our joy should come from there. You know, someone may say, you know, I'm a serious Christian. I don't have time for joking and laughing and rejoicing. The question of the day is, what are you serious about? Are you serious about the problems or are you serious about what God said? <laughs> If you're serious about what God said, His sure promises, His guaranteed, uh, given by the blood, by the Lamb of God, guaranteed blessings, man, you should be rejoicing. You should be shouting hallelujah in, in this time, especially because you know we're going home soon. We should be the most excited bunch of people on the planet, laughing from ear to ear, actually. <laughs> so... Don't be moved by the things which you are seeing in the natural. We were not created to be moved by them at all. We were given special eyes. We were given, you know, the eyes of the spirit to look at the things in the spirit realm, at the word of God. And that would be our confidence and our joy and our expectation. Hallelujah. Let's read that in um, Canada also, Second Corinthians 4 and verse 18. Amen. So you notice that there is a flow of thought there. And so it came from the 17th verse. And he said it was just a light affliction, whatever we would be going through. Can you imagine saying that whatever we're passing through is just a light affliction? Paul was so confident about such things. He said, it's not even worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed in us. Hallelujah. He says here that it's working for us an exceeding and eternal weight of glory. 
Wow. That's the way it is. On the balances, whatever you are enduring right now, even though it seems to be real and quite frustrating and harassing, uh, it's not even worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed in us. Wow. Hallelujah. So let's uh, strain and keep our eyes in the right place. Let's be uh, looking at the right place. God has already prepared for us an escape. God has already prepared for us a place that our eyes and our attention should be focused on. And he who has gone ahead of us, who is already at the right hand of majesty on high, he knows the path, he knows everything about it, and he is saying, listen, keep your eyes in the spirit realm. Don't be moved by the things that you see going on around you. Don't be perturbed. This is a time to lift up your head because your redemption draws nigh. Hallelujah. So keep these kind of thoughts and uh, don't get serious about the problem. Get serious about the Word of God. Hallelujah. Get really serious about what God is saying right now. Hallelujah. So uh, let's look at thoughts like that. You know, the Bible says, you may be familiar with scriptures where he says that you will laugh at destruction. You will laugh at pestilence. You are supposed to be so serious about God that you laugh at these things. You laugh at the problems. You laugh at the famine, the pestilence, the destruction. Hallelujah. And that comes from the book of Job. Let's go there for a minute. You know, I, I'm excited about the book of Job because it seems to be quite misunderstood and it's a, it's a book that is read also in the world you know as a poetry book and all that so it has that influence on the world also people in the world have to uh, they say that this is the god of job you know god did this and that and the other so how can you worship that kind of god but in that same book if you read clearly if they were really uh, literary about the way they read the book they would see that it was not God's fault. Ha, ha, ha. In fact, you know, in the fifth chapter and the 19th verse, he says, He shall deliver you in six troubles. Yea, in seven, there shall no evil touch thee. How about that? That's how he is. He will deliver you. That's his guarantee. That's his promise. He will deliver you even in seven, that it won't even touch you. He says, In famine, he shall redeem thee from death. Glory to God. In war from the power of the sword, thou shalt be hid from the scourge of the tongue. Neither shalt thou be afraid of destruction when it cometh. In fact, in 22 it says, At destruction and famine thou shalt laugh. Ha 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 Neither shalt thou be afraid of the beasts of the earth. So is this a time to get you know, grumpy or is it a time to laugh? That's the question of the day. I believe that this is the time to get serious about God's word and laugh at the things that he says are worthy of laughing at. He says, thou shall laugh. Notice that. Thou shall laugh at famine, at destruction, at the pit, all kinds of stuff out there. You know, you should just kick back and go, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> the other day, um, some kid was watching and they said, uh, well, that must be the heavenly language that that uncle is always saying ha 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 praise god and that was cute but on the other hand yes it is a heavenly language because we look at the things that are in heaven 
And those things are more important than the things in the natural realm. And so, ha ha ha, is for those who see according to God's word. You shall laugh, neither shall you be afraid of the beasts and so on. In league with the stones, uh, 24, you shall know that your tabernacle shall be in peace. Visit your habitation, you will not sin. You will see your seed, they will be great as the grass. And he says, you will come to your grave in a full age. Ha 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 ha. Like as a shock of corn cometh in his season. Amen. So this is the time to think about things like that. And he says, lo, this we have searched it. We know. We know it's for our own good. Thank God this is for our own good. This is what makes you actually enjoy the benefits of life. It's for your own good. To not focus on what the world is saying, what the news is saying, uh, what anything around you is saying, but to look at the things which are eternal, to get serious with the Word of God and laugh and say, I'm a serious Christian. Ha, ha, ha. I'm really serious. Ha, ha, ha. I'm so serious about it. Ha, ha, ha. Are you getting it? Yes. And um, <laughs> because we were created by... <laughs> By God and in His image and in His likeness. <laughs> Aha, glory to God. So we respond to the Word of God. Praise God. How serious are you? Are you serious about God or are you serious about the problem? I'm serious about God. I'm serious about the sure, guaranteed promises. This is not man promising. This is God who can never change, who never lies. Hallelujah. So we are following the Word of God. We are really serious about the Word of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Maybe we'll hear a little bit in Canada also because, you know, man, it's good stuff. Hallelujah. Notice there Job 5 and verse maybe 22. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so, in any language you read, I'm sure it has the same meaning. You shall laugh at destruction, not at Charlie Chaplin. It's okay, I mean, according to the <laughs> scientists, they say that even if you fake the laugh, or you laugh for some other reason, your body receives the benefit just because you laughed. So imagine, science is picking it up right now, and so they have all these laughter clubs and all that. But Job said this, you know, a long time ago. He said, we, saw, we searched and found out it was for your good. It's for you to be enjoying these things. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah. So, you know, we searched and we've heard it's for your good. It's good for you. Praise the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Ha, ha, ha. So let's look at another verse like that. Go with me. To another familiar scripture, Psalm 2. What Jesus paid for has made sure that you are raised with Christ and made to sit with Christ in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thank God by the redemption that he paid for, we are in Christ. And so in Psalm 2, it says there in verse 4, He that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh. Hallelujah. The Lord shall have them in derision. So here, the B part of it says, God is actually laughing at some enemies 
that maybe have arrayed themselves, you know, against you or against the things of God, you know. And that, those are the enemies mentioned there in the earlier verses that they said, let's cut them off. They are not part of us. We don't want them around here, you know. And God says, <laughs> Woo! he's laughing at them. He's laughing at our enemies. Can you imagine that? You know, one of these days to mention the name of Jesus and faith in Jesus is going to be really hard. Those days are just about to begin. In fact, they are close by. They, they started burning Bibles in the U.S. And you know that U.S. as a nation has claimed that they were formed by the Word of God. And not too many nations have that claim. And they are facing it right now where they're considering all kinds of options. They're trying to uh, force Christianity out, trying to knock it out of social media also, maybe out of Facebook and all that. I've heard some things like this. And it's not surprising because that's what's going to happen shortly where another religion is going to be formed and everybody's supposed to have that single religion and no other religion. It's coming up on the scene. On Wednesdays we may end up talking about these kind of things. But all these things are coming up. So the name of Jesus and your faith in the Lord Jesus is very precious. And it becomes precious when you cannot uh, exercise it when it is not popular. That's when something becomes precious. So now your laughter is precious. This is the time to laugh. God laughs at your enemies and so you must laugh. Take a good laugh. God can see your enemies. They are spirit beings. They are not even natural, although they influence natural people. You know, whatever you see going on here is, is undergirded by the spirit realm. There's somebody behind all of this. He's called the God of this world. And he blinds the minds of the person who cannot believe. And God laughs at him. God laughs at him because he's saying, look at it, people still believe in me. People have believed in me for thousands of years. Ha, ha, ha. You think you can fight against God who sits on the throne? Look who sits with me. These guys, my own sons, made in my image. They seem like they're just flesh, but they are seated in heaven while they're on the earth. They're enjoying dual citizenship. And so they are following the word of God and they are laughing. Hallelujah. Don't you think you should just kick back and laugh? He that sits in the heavens shall laugh. Hallelujah. Let's hear that also in verse 4. Um, Canada, please. Psalm 2, 4. Amen. You know, there are amazing scriptures like that. Psalm 37. You should also maybe read the whole of Psalm 37 as much as you can on a daily basis. It will be a blessing. But the 13th verse is, The Lord laughs at him, for he sees that his day is coming. Who is he laughing at? The wicked one, in verse 12, who is plotting against the just and gnashing upon him with his teeth. <laughs> there are some people that are plotting against the just, just because you are just. What's your problem? Your problem is because you're just, because you are righteous, because you are the one that says this is right and that's wrong. I'm not going with all of your stories. I'm only going with what's true, what's based on absolute fact from the God who cannot lie, who said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Hallelujah. So just because of that, 
they gnash with their teeth against you. But he that sits in heavens, he laughs at that enemy that actually is against you, whom you do not see. Many times because of the, the whole media bombardment, you don't even realize sometimes that there's a, a spirit being behind it all. You just see natural things and you get moved naturally. But there is someone that you can bind and rebuke and laugh at. Ha, ha, ha. Because he that sits in heavens laughs. Amen. Let's hear verse 13 also in Canada, please. Amen. So he says that they draw out their swords in the next verse, but those swords are going to go into themselves. They're going to be actually injuring themselves when they come against you. Notice all these things are guaranteed benefits. They that fight against you will be like chaff. They'll be blown away in the wind. <laughs> Glory to God. Your footsteps are ordered by God. You were created for times of rejoicing, times of excitement. That no matter what you went through, no matter what you faced, you would not be moved by them your eyes would be moved by the word of God and you could rejoice and count it as a joy when you go through all these kind of problems. You could just go, <laughs> this is another opportunity for me to just get excited. And you know, our departure is really close at hand. So we are the, the, the gang. We are the group of people on the planet who are going to enjoy this great taking away, this departure, this being carried away and enjoying the portals of heaven. Woo, glory to God. My brother, my sister, you have no reason to be sad. You have absolutely no reason to be sad. This is a time to just try to hide your joy will be a problem. <laughs> Hallelujah. Woo, thank you, Jesus. So my brother and sister, stick with the program. Get serious about the word of God. Don't get serious about your problem. Don't act on what you are going through. Act on the word of God. Jesus paid the price of his own will so that you and I would receive the benefits. We must receive the benefits. You must receive and not forget prosperity, not forget wholeness, soundness, welfare and well-being. Believe God. Take the word of God seriously. Act on these things. They belong to us. Hallelujah. We have more than enough given to us from God's word. Praise God. Let's take a look in the book of Hebrews for a minute. Ha ha. Hebrews in chapter 11. You know, um, there's something interesting about the book of Hebrews because it's where you use the eyes of the spirit man rather than the natural eyes. And there it talks about Noah, if you remember. Noah is a great character. In fact, his story is so amazing, it looks as if it's not even true. You mean the whole earth was flooded? That everybody was just dissolved and taken away? Everything that was created was just flooded completely? And that only eight people were saved? This actually happened? But today, as you notice, with floodings and earthquakes and all these kind of natural calamities, you can seem to get the idea that this could have happened. Notice... Verse 7 says, By faith, Noah, being warned of God, of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world, became the heir of righteousness, which is by faith. 
Notice by faith, Noah being warned of God, then it throws in the word moved with fear. Faith and fear usually don't, you know, stay in the same place. They, they can't be found in the same sentence. But this is a godly fear, which is good. See, God and faith and godliness, they all go together. The fear of God is a faith thing. Faith and the fear of God are connected, making choices based on reverence to God's word is where faith actually comes from. Hallelujah. Because God cannot lie. And to point the finger at Him and say that He has even tried to lie is unholy. It should sh make you shudder and shiver. So God warned him about this and He was moved with that reverential fear. Because there are also consequences, you see. Things are going to happen. Things are already happening. You can see clearly what happens according to what is written. And it, it will actually move you. But, you know, you should turn it around to a reverence for God. God, your word is happening. What you said is true. Oh, God, it's happening. Just like you said, it's happening. Praise God. So there are going to be sights and sounds and things on the planet that are going to be very scary. But thank God you can believe God. God will keep His part. Hallelujah. And He knows how to save. He knows how to deliver His people. He's the Savior. So the ark of God's Word, Jesus Christ, is going to now take you and move you out of this place. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So the only sad thing about it all is that you feel for what others are going through. You feel for their problems. You feel for their circumstances. But every time that you can take your eyes away from them and you're with yourself, just have a good laugh, shout and rejoice because your redemption draws near. You're going to be out of this place with your physical body, with your body, just like that. And we'll all be looking good because I believe we'll all be 33 years old. And so that'll be your peak time. And um, you're going to be looking good. Ha, 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 ha. God says, it's not worthy to be compared with the things that you see out there. Whatever you're going through right now, you cannot even compare it with the glory of God, which is going to be revealed. With the exceeding weight of it, there's a, there's a measurement going on, you know, where God is going to prove to you that whatever you went through, if it's placed on the, on the weights and the balances of God, it's not going to be worthy to be compared with the glory or the benefit of the godly power and benefit of His goodness in your life. It will not even be worthy to be compared. Hallelujah. So if we're serious about the Word of God, we should just go, this is nothing. <laughs> is that all you got? <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. See, God is a faithful God. We are the ones preserving the earth at this time. We are the salt we are the light of this world, and therefore our prayers are asked for. There's a request. The ransom has been paid. The ransom has been paid for the whole world. It's not just for us. See, God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son as a ransom for all to be testified in due time. You know, sometimes it's hard to just testify of what Jesus has done in some nations of the world. But you can start by praying. 
And God can guide us into that place. Hallelujah. So meantime, you know, keep a, a, a soft touch on the natural realm. Don't be so caught up in the natural realm. Hallelujah. Keep that thinking all the time that I could leave tonight. I may just leave tonight. Then whose will all this be, you know? Of course, we are not fools. We are the wise ones. But God spoke like that to someone in the book of Luke and said, Thou fool, if you leave tonight, whose will all this be? So we have to think like that. We are not the fool. We are the wise people. So let's get, you know, wise about it and, and, and make our thinking correct. And let's live accurately and not be foolish. Praise God, because it's not in this life alone that we have hope. Amen. We have a greater life ahead of us. Praise God. Imagine there's a thousand year reign that's coming with Jesus being on the throne. Imagine a thousand years. Some of us, you know, I just heard today a relative of Brother Joji's, you know, just lived past hundred. That's a long time, you know. We've been on the planet for not that long, but even that seems kind of long, you know. Can you imagine a thousand years? That's going to be pretty long. Thousand years on the planet with Jesus is going to be fun. Amen. Let's read um, Hebrews 11 and verse 7 in Canada, please. Amen. So notice the 16th verse of the same Hebrews 11. He says, But now they desire a better country. Now they desire a better country. I thank God for this country and that country and the other country. But by faith, you're able to desire a better country. That is an heavenly. Wherefore God is not ashamed to be called their God. For he has prepared for them a city. Glory to God. You know, when we were kids, uh, we lived in a place called Sierra Leone. And we were in a town called Bo. B-O. Can you imagine a name like that? Bo. And every now and then, which was not too often... Uh, we were allowed to go, you know, for some trip or whatever to Freetown, which was the capital. And Freetown was next to the sea and all that. And, oh, man, we were so excited. We're going to the city. Ah! And, you know, we would be in the back of, the, of our VW. My mom and all would be driving and we kids in the back. We'd be like, Yay, we're going to Freetown. Yay, we're going to the city. And <laughs> we were so excited. And the minute we got there, we'll be like, our eyes would be big and we'll be just like, there's the beach. Ooh, look at that. You know, that kind of excitement. But this is going to be another whole realm altogether, my brother and sister, because he has prepared for us a city. Glory to God. A city. A, a better city than anything in this natural world. God has spent 2,000 years. Jesus has spent 2,000 years preparing a place for us mm -mm -mm, my brother my sister from here it just gets better what's the next step from here better you know and he's taken the sting of death the bible says oh death where is your sting where is your sting have you ever met uh, 
you know, a scorpion without its sting is no better than just a puppy. There's nothing there. You can just put it all over yourself. The problem with the scorpion is the sting. If the sting is taken away, there's no power there. Death has lost its sting. So you just sleep if you die before he comes. But I don't think you're going to die before he comes. You're just sleeping. You just sleep and realize, whoa, where am I? I'm in a better better country. I'm in a better city. Hallelujah. I'm in the city. And your eyes will pop, my brother, my sister. You'll be so alive. You'll be so full of life. And you'll see Jesus. My, my, my. Finally, your hero. Face to face. In the flesh. Wow. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So it just gets better. Your story is good news. And it is the next level of good news. That the earth has not even heard. Eyes have not seen. Ears have not heard what God has prepared for them that love Him. But He's revealing it to us. We are perceiving it. We are getting it. And that's why we're lighting up. And that's why we get to hear messages like this. And to divert our attention back to where it ought to be. Because the natural realm has a very gripping tendency. Because we were trained by natural senses. We were raised up in a natural world. And he's trying, trying to dominate us, trying to rule and move us around. But we're keeping our eyes on the Word of God. We're being directed to look into the realm from which we came. Hallelujah. Praise God. Verse 15 says, And truly if they had been mindful of that country from whence they came out, they might have had opportunity to have returned. See, these people walked on the earth in a way that is hard to imagine. The Bible says people like Abraham were so blessed, God had blessed him in all things. Still Abraham lived in tents. And Jacob, Isaac, all of them, they actually went around living in tents, even though they could build skyscrapers. They did it just because of a conviction to to remind them that they are just passing through this place. It's transient. They're just tourists and they're not going to change their thinking. So they kept putting up tents and then putting down the tents. Then go to another place, put up the tent and then put it down again. Even though they had so much blessing and and wealth. He says the Lord had blessed them in all things. And Abraham was very rich in cattle, silver and gold. You know, but they, they wanted their senses, their soul realm to get a hold of this that they were just passing through. And they didn't want to be distracted in a way that they would desire to live in this inferior place. Are you getting it? They don't have an opportunity to return. So they keep their eyes that way. And they added this to their daily life. Praise God. You see? And in verse 17, ultimately, the Bible says, God asked for Isaac to be offered where you are now going to trust the Creator more than what was created. See, by faith he received all these things and for him the greatest thing was that Isaac came. And now God says, now let me ask you, who do you trust? Do you trust me or do you trust this blessing? Which do you prefer? And he had to prove to God that he actually trusted God more than the natural realm. Praise God. See, these people have given us a track record that we can follow. This is 
uh, the way it's supposed to be. This is our destiny. This is how we were created. We are faith people. He's a faith God. And so they desired a better country. And therefore, you know, they tried to make sure that they embraced such thinking. It was always around them. Imagine you're always living in tents while everybody's in skyscrapers. That's odd, isn't it? Now, we don't have to literally live in a tent, but we should just have a way of settling it that at the end of the day, you just realize this is not where I belong and I'm just passing through. And so I need to keep my eyes fixed and I need to get excited about God's word more than anything in this natural realm. Hallelujah. Maybe we can um, grab a verse or two here. Praise God. Let's see verse 16 um, in Canada, please, Brother John. Amen. Praise God. Notice verse 14 says, For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country. So I'm seeking a country. You are seeking a country. Just keep your mind full of those thoughts. Amen. Don't be moved by what you see around here. This is nothing. Jesus at the prime of, you know, the times of Jerusalem and the Jewish people, they were so impressed with the temple, even though it was the second temple. I'm learning about these things now, looking at them more clearly. It was nothing as grand as Solomon's. It was pretty good. He still said, you, you see the temple? Not one stone will be left on another. Praise God. Imagine Jesus, who's supposed to be the God of, you know, the temple and all of that, saying, look at that temple. You guys think it's so great. It's going. So look, this earth is going. This is not our home. This is not our home. Don't stake too many interests down here. Handle it lightly. I know he paid the price. The promises are sure. Receive all you can, but hold them lightly. Don't take a, such a grip on them. We cannot be like that. We must not have an opportunity to go that way. We must always make sure that our soul understands that our main investment is in that realm that endures forever. Let it be clear so that at the end of the day, you're not embarrassed. Verse 16 says, notice there again, but now they desire a better country that is an heavenly, wherefore God is not ashamed to be called their God. Very interesting thought there. I don't want to put any guilt or any weight on your head right now. But it does look, according to the scripture, that God can be embarrassed about certain mentalities. It is embarrassing for us to just invest so much in a place that is going down, that is going to disappear, that is going to be wiped out. When you know you are leaving shortly, it won't be right to invest heavily in a place like this. Praise God. It can be embarrassing that we knew all that and you mean you knew all that and you just, you know, praise God. Figure it out. I don't want to make it uh, too condemning or guilt 
written, but rather I just like to state to you what the word says. Amen. So let's get wise, let's get sharp, and let's do the right thing. And don't be moved, even though you get blessed. Keep a light hold on it. Don't just lay hold on it and make it everything. They confessed and embraced the promises of God. They embraced the fact that they were just passing through. That was their confession. That was what they held on to. Praise God. Even though they were not perfect, they made their own blunders. I mean, big time. This whole book is about God and man compared. How Jesus is far better. He was the perfect one. Everyone else made some blunder or the other. But they had learned how to forget the things that are past and to press on to the mark of the high calling that's in Christ Jesus. And that's all we need to do. Dust off and go forward. Yesterday's over. I got today. Let me do this thing right. Get excited about God's word. Forget about what's going on around. Be purposeful and let's be yielded vessels. Hallelujah. God is faithful, my brother, my sister. Let's see if we can um, read um, verse 13 also. These all died in faith, it says. These all died in faith. Sorry, brother. Um, having received the promises, but having seen, not having received the promise, but having seen them afar off, were persuaded of them, embraced them, confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. Amen. So, strangers, pilgrims, tourists, this is the closest it's getting to be, man. We're checking out shortly. Get your, you know, bags together. We're leaving. <laughs> Pack your stuff. You know, they would say to people in the Old Testament, if they were going to die, they would say, set your house in order. So, this is a good time to just set your house in order because you're not dying, you're going. Amen. You're going to just live, but you're leaving this place. So check stuff in your house, check stuff in your life, set it all in order, get things the right priority, get things in the right direction, you know, and let's, let's do the right thing. Amen. Shall we hear verse 13 in Canada, please? <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Let's also go to chapter 13 of Hebrews and observe there a verse there in verse 14. He says, For here have we no continuing city, but we seek one to come. For here have we no continuing city, but we seek one to come. So our whole program is to seek the city that continues. You know, if you go back to Sierra Leone today, uh, you'll find out that it's quite different. What I remember was just glorious, nice memories, but Sierra Leone is very different today. Um, they've gone through civil wars and all kinds of problems. My, my, my. That's how the cities are on this planet. They don't endure. They don't continue. People are always planning and plotting. They, they are gnashing their teeth, you know, against the purposes of God. 
Thank God, God still intervenes in the natural course of events. You know, for instance, in Psalm 33, he's the one who humbles himself to behold the things that are going on the earth. And he confounds the counsel of men. So, you know, men are constantly plotting. They don't know why, but they just have to do such weird things. And they end up destroying cities, destroying lives. Here we have no continuing city, but we seek one to come, which continues, which is forever. <laughs> you see, there's something on the inside of us that wants continuity, that wants to be there. So, you know, when, once, once someone dies and you hear about it, it's like, how did that happen? Oh, no. Because on the inside of you, there's eternity. It's set in our hearts, and we want to continue. But the natural realm in which we live it doesn't continue. It is subject to that curse and it just has to give up. And besides all that, there's a time clock which is running out and the earth is travailing. There is, you know, a, a giving birth which is coming forth where a new time is going to start. And Jesus is going to rule on the earth for a thousand years. And that's going to be beautiful without a curse. Oh, hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. So, my brother, my sister, when we read such things in the natural, you know, your faces just go, oh, what you call vadi, you know, um, praise God. And so, thank God, we have spiritual eyes, and when we read these things, we just beam because, hey, we're leaving soon. Hallelujah. So you don't have to go to the wadi waters anymore, but just... You know, get excited. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Ha, 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 ha. Some of those things you see <laughs> in the postcards and in the programs on TV, that's it. That's as good as it's going to get. That's about it. After this, there's mayhem coming down the pipe, my brother and sister. So just get excited that we are leaving. Try to get as many people you can into that single trip that we're taking out of here. It's a one-way trip out of here that's coming shortly. Hallelujah. So look at um, verse 14 in Canada, please. Hebrews 13, 14. Mm, glory to God. Hallelujah. So get busy trying to invest each day in the realms of eternity, offer praise, thanksgiving, sacrifices that are acceptable unto Him. Give yourself to those kind of thoughts. Keep your mind on those kind of thoughts because this place is going down. It's going down fast. So what do you do? Ha, ha, ha. Hallelujah. Because you had private information from the Creator of the ends of the earth. He gave you all the the info so that you would live victoriously, joyfully in these days. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord Jesus. Are you all right there? You know, I, I'm not for the guys who talk gloom and doom, but this is actually going to happen. <laughs> Thank God the church is going to be out of here. The gloom and doom guys say the church is going through this stuff, but they just don't know what they're talking about. Sardines to you, mate. <laughs> Let's go on. James chapter 1 says in verse 2, My brethren, count it all joy when you face all these kind of temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. 
patience have its perfect work, you may be sincere, entire, wanting nothing. You see, God's plan is always that you always have everything. You might be entire, wanting nothing. Sorry, I said sincere. That you be entire. And He wants you to be sincere also. God is always for your good, for your benefit. Whatever the problem is, He says, count it all joy. After some time, what happens is you get to have everything. You're going to a place where you have everything. Praise God. Where you will just look at everything and say, Oof, this is more than I could imagine. More than I could ask for or think. Hallelujah. So have a good laugh. Turn your eyes away from all of this stuff. Rejoice about it. If you have natural stuff and you're involved in the world, hold it lightly. Don't take it so seriously. Praise God. Invest in the things of God. I'm being very honest and very clear. I'm not mincing words. Our time is running out. Hallelujah. I feel that each one should just get a hold of these things. Amen. If you look in uh, the book of Peter also, 1 Peter chapter 1, and then we'll read it in Canada. Notice there in the seventh verse, that the trial of your faith being, notice, more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Jesus is coming, and whatever you went through because of the Word of God is going to come out shining. Praise God. Hallelujah. Whom, having not seen, you love. Whom, though now you see Him not, yet believing, you rejoice. You rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Receiving the end of your faith, which is the salvation of your soul. Amen. Your soul is going to get to a place where, ah, everything is so good. No more sad thoughts. Can you imagine your soul being just perfect constantly all the time? No going down. No yucky feelings. Whew. Heaven in your soul. Permanently. Glory to God. It's going to be fun, brother. So, Right now, he says, we rejoice. Even though we have not yet seen him, we rejoice with joy unspeakable, full of glory. Amen? I'm excited. The more bad news I hear out there, the more excited I'm getting. Hallelujah. So get on the bandwagon because I'm serious. I'm serious about the Word of God. Don't get serious about the problems. Get serious about the Word of God. Hallelujah. Let's go to the book of John. Brother John is also there. Praise God. Before we go off to John, can we just hear 1 Peter 1, verse 7 and 8, please, in Canada? Amen. Awesome. So you can see it means the same thing there. Get excited about it. When you face all kinds of problems, the righteous reflects is to get excited 
because you believed without seeing. Blessed are those who without seeing believed. That is why you have a, a rapture coming for you. If you had not been in that group, I could not assure you of how your story would be. It would be, you know, not, not fun at all. <laughs> you know, we're going to talk about those things in greater detail, but can you imagine going through the tribulation? Man, you don't want to be in that gang. So make sure you can rejoice right now in what you have not seen, in whom you have believed without seeing. Amen. That's how it is. You're a believer. I'm talking to believers. If you're not a believer, my brother, my sister, better check real good, real fast. See what the scripture says. Believe in your heart. Confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, that he died for us. He rose up on the third day after paying the price, a ransom for all to be testified in due time. This is the truth. Hallelujah. Now, as we jump along to John 13, it's a very solemn situation. Jesus is preparing for the cross and there's a meal known as the Last Supper and all that that's coming on. So the Bible says in verse 1, Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour was come, that he should depart out of this world, depart out of this world unto the Father, having loved his own, which were in the world, he loved them unto the end. Now this is the person we're dealing with. The person who loves to the end. No height, no depth, no power, no principality, nothing present, nothing to come can separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus. This is when he was on the earth. Now imagine, verse 2, supper uh, being ended, the devil having now put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him. <clears throat> Notice that the devil is there. In that same environment. You know, so it's like that. There'll be the righteous ones and the devil moving through others. It's part of the deal. This is what I want us to consider. Verse 3. Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands... And that he was come from God and went to God. So he knew where he came from. He knew where he was going. Meanwhile, he knew everything was in his hands also. See, so we should be like that. We came from heaven. Okay, you get blessed. Everything, all things are yours. Life, death, things present, things to come. The world, everything is yours. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 3, it's all yours. But then you're going back. We're going home. We're going to the place to our Father from whom we came. Praise God. That's the Jesus way. And, you know, you love people. What to do? You feel for them. Your neighborhood, your town, your city. You feel for them. And so you pray for them that they would get it. You know that the hour is approaching. Time is rounding up. But you know where you came from. You know where you're going. So, you know, that attitude should just be there. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Go with me to the book of John again and notice the 14th. The 14th and the 28th verse. 14, 28. Um, can I have Brother John to just read verse 3, please, of John 13? Thank you. 
ಸುಖದೇವ ತನ್ನ ಕೈಯಲ್ಲಿ ಎಲ್ಲವನ್ನು ಕಟ್ ಕೊಟ್ಟಿದ್ದಾನಂತಲೂ ತಾನು ದೇವರ ಬಳಿಯಿಂದ ಹೊರಟು ಬಂದಿದ್ದು ತಿರುಗಿ ದೇವರ ಬಳಿಗೆ ಹೋಗುತ್ತಾನೆಂದಲೂ ಯೇಸು ತಿಳಿದುಕೊಂಡು that really ministers a lot to me right now <laughs> hallelujah just as he is you know that's how we are glory to god but he he knew where he was going he was going to his father so john 14 says in 28 you've heard how i said unto you i go away and come again unto you if you loved me you would rejoice <laughs> because i said i go to the father for my father is greater than i He said I want to go home. I want to meet my daddy. And if you love me, you'd be happy for me. Amen. See? That's where we're going. We're going there. We're going to our father, Jesus' father, who is greater than Jesus and whom he loved so much and he loved his people so much to the end he said. But he said if you really knew how I felt about my father and you were not just thinking about yourself you would be excited you would say go go to your daddy please go to your daddy hallelujah so remember my brother and sister this is a time to consider we're going to our father we're going to see daddy this father that we have been praying to in jesus name we're going to him we're finally going to meet the father we're going to meet jesus we're going to meet heaven <laughs> Oh glory to God finally <laughs> Hallelujah Don't let this world hold you back It's just a, a smoke screen This is not where you belong This is not where you come from I know you're so great and you come from this family and that family You had no choice in that But God has a choice for you Who knew you before time began the father He planned a place for you that continues forever. We just came here, got our job done, and we're going home. That's the story that you're going to hear. So let's do it properly. Don't get too bothered about what's going on around here. Just chalk it down as something that has already been written, and you experience it and live above it, and then go away. Hallelujah. Amen. So let's think about how not to hinder our brethren and how to bless them, how to move them forward, how to help them stand in front of our father and receive accolades rather than disappointment or shame. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. I love it. Don't you just love the way, you know, he thinks? This is good. It's good news. This is our father's way of doing things. Amen. Now let's look at some things that um, are real and they are true, you know. For instance, in uh, the book of Sorry, shall we hear that in Kannada, please? John chapter 13. Oh, we finished that. Now John 14 and 28. Nanu horutu hogutene, aadre nimma balige hintirugi baruttene endu nanu nimage helidanu. Neevu kelidire, neevu nannannu preethisuvavaragiddire. ನಾನು ತಂದೆಯ ಬಳಿಗೆ ಮರಳಿ ಹೋಗುವುದರ ಬಗ್ಗೆ ಸಂತೋಷ ಪಡುತ್ತಿದ್ದೀರಿ ಏಕೆಂದರೆ ತಂದೆಯು ನನಗಿಂತಲೂ ದೊಡ್ಡವನು ಅಮೇಸಿಂಗ್ ದಿಸ್ ಪರ್ಸನ್ ಹೂ ಇಸ್ ಗ್ರೇಟರ್ ದನ್ ಹಿಮ್ ಹಿ ಸೇಡ್ ಹಿ ಅಂಡ್ ಹಿಮ್ ಆರ್ ಒನ್ ಅಂಡ್ ಹಿ ವಾಸ್ ಕ್ರೂಸಿಫೈಡ್ ಫಾರ್ ದಟ್ ಹೇ ಮ್ಯಾನ್ ದೇ ನ್ಯೂ ಹಿ ಮೆಂಟ್ ದಟ್ ಐ ಅಂಡ್ ಮೈ ಫಾದರ್ ಅಂಡ್ ಒನ್ ಬಟ್ ಹಿ ಆಲ್ಸೋ ಸೇಡ್ ಮೈ ಫಾದರ್ ಇಸ್ ಗ್ರೇಟರ್ ದನ್ ಐ ಅಂಡ್ ವೋ ಗೋಯಿಂಗ್ ಟು ಮೀಟ್ ಆಲ್ ಆಫ್ ದೆಮ್ ಹೂ ಗ್ಲೋರಿ ಹಾ ಫೈನಲಿ 
You know, you get to used to living by faith that one of these days you're going to actually see them. It's like, whoa, praise God. All right, so there's good stuff, you know. Get all the blessing you can. Enjoy all you can, but with a light touch. Amen. For instance, Genesis 28, familiar scripture, verse 15. Behold, I am with thee, will keep thee in all places whither thou goest, will bring thee again into this land. For I will not leave thee until I have done that which I have spoken to thee of. God says, I will make sure you get everything that I have spoken about. God is like that. He wants you to get whatever he paid for. He said, I'll not leave you until you have gotten everything. I'll be with you. Hold on to that. Hold on to these kind of things and get whatever he said. But make sure that your hold on those things after you get them is not so tight because this place is going down anyway. Glory to God. Let's look at another scripture like that. Let's go to Deuteronomy and uh, 31. Deuteronomy 31. Observe there. Verse 6, Be strong and of a good courage. Fear not, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, He it is that does go with thee. He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Doesn't matter who's out there, whatever's going on there. God's bigger than all of that. Be strong, be of good courage. He's with you. He will not fail you. He will not forsake you. Hallelujah. Look at Joshua 1. You know, he's been saying these things throughout time. And now it is the last time. So just take all of these things and set them in your heart. Let them be strong there so that you can receive all that he paid for. But with a different attitude that you are leaving this earth. Are you getting this? Joshua 1 says in verse 5, there shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. All the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so will I be with you. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. <laughs> See, he's underlining these things. I'm there with you. Don't worry about all of these things. Man cannot do a thing against you. It doesn't matter. I will not fail you. I will not fail you. I will not forsake you. I will not. Praise God. Let's go on. He just keeps going like that. Hallelujah. Woo, thank you, Jesus. First Chronicles, let's go there. Get another verse if we can. Woo, thank you, Jesus. First Chronicles, let's see, I believe it's 28. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Let's read in verse 20. David said to Solomon, Be strong and of good courage, to, and do it. Fear not, nor be dismayed, for the Lord God, even my God, will be with thee. He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee, until thou hast finished all the work for the service of the house of the Lord. All the work for the service for the house of the Lord. That is the church, His people, the work that we are doing. He will make sure we get all. Don't be worried. Just do it. He'll take care of everything. Hallelujah. All that is required for the service of the Lord. It shall be. Amen. Let's hear um, at least two scriptures in Canada. Let's hear um, maybe Deuteronomy 31 and 6. First brother. 
ಬಲವಾಗಿರ್ಲಿ ಧೈರ್ಯವಾಗಿರ್ಲಿ ಭಯ ಬೇಡಿರಿ ಬೇಡಿರಿ ಅವರಿಗೆ ಹೆದರಬೇಡಿರಿ ನಿನ್ನ ದೇವರಾದ ಕಟ್ಟಿನ ಸಂಗಡ ಹೋಗುತ್ತಾನೆ ಆತನು ನಿನ್ನನ್ನು ಬಿಡುವುದಿಲ್ಲ ವಿಸರ್ಜಿಸುವುದಿಲ್ಲ ಎಂದು ಹೇಳಿದನು Oh glory to God. Let's also see Genesis 28 wonderful psalms that you should just dive into any time you can like 37 like 34 <laughs> like the whole book <laughs> but notice there in 118 it says there in verse 6 the lord is on my side i will not fear what can man do unto me who the lord is on my side mm the lord taketh my part with them that help me takes a part with me against the enemy who can remember that It says therefore you will see my desire upon them that hate me verse 8 it is better to trust in the lord than to put confidence in man verse 9 it is better to trust in the lord than to put confidence in princes whoo all nations compass me about but in the name of the lord i will destroy them that's all spiritual so you you rebuke anything any stuff that's trying to weaken nations to destroy while you're still here let's take authority let's take dominion break off all of those things hallelujah we must receive these benefits praise god what is man he's dust our power comes from the resurrection of the lord jesus and that power is in us the exceeding greatness of that power in the name of Jesus hallelujah let's hear maybe verse 6 and then verse 8 in kannada also from the 118 kartanu nanna paravagiddane nanu bayapadenu manushyanu nanage yenu maduvanu manushyaralli bharavase ittudrakkintalo kartanalli bharavada nambike iru avaru olledu amen So let's let's do this thing in the remote control place in the spirit realm that controls everything else. You bind the works of the enemy. You rebuke those things. Cancel their operations until we leave the planet. Hallelujah. Just don't be moved. God is a faithful God. He relies on our prayers. He has given us the earth. He needs us to take our place. So don't forget your call to prayer. Don't let all of these other things just cramp your style that you don't have enough time to pray even. Hallelujah. Isaiah 41 verse 10. He says, "Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed. I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness." Woo! Glory to God. How about that? Let's hear that also in Kannada, please. 41 and 10 Isaiah So he's going to hold you. Yes, brother, go on. That's verse 10 of Isaiah 41. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, 
<laughs> See that? So instead of that, you just get excited. For I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Jesus is there. The Holy Ghost is there. There's nothing to fear. Don't be dismayed. Don't be depressed. Don't be sad. This is not the time to look down. We are passing through. Things are getting exciting. Hallelujah. Yes, brother. Verse 10 of Isaiah 41. Mm, glory to God. So I'm there. I'm with you. I'm there. My wife loves this verse. It worked for her so well. We had some serious problems and God brought her out of it. Gave her amazing victory. But she had to keep saying it constantly. Oh man, for almost 10 years, we had to just hold fast to these kind of verses and pray in tongues. But guess what? We came out victoriously. I mean, with the red carpet treatment. Woo! And it's not worthy to be compared to the glory which shall be revealed in times to come. You know, now when I look back, it's like a dream. It's like, did this even happen? <laughs> it's like that. When the Lord turns our captivity around, we're like them that dream. Our mouth is filled with laughter. <laughs> it's like, where is all that? I don't even go near some of those places anymore. It's like, I used to go there almost every week because of these things. <sighs> Hallelujah. God knows how to finish it. Don't worry. God is faithful. He has not changed. Amen. Mm, glory to God. Let's see if we can jump off again. God is a faithful God. Let's go to Hebrews, the 13th chapter. Hebrews 13. And uh, observe there, verse 5. Let your conversation be without covetousness. And be content with such things as you have. For he has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Why? Because he has said. So it's a, it's a thing where... You lean on what He has said more than any other thing that you are feeling. You know, there are desires within you that are saying, but what about, and what about, and what about? He says, don't go after those things. Lean on what God said. God's promise is for you. God cannot lie. Don't look in the natural for a way to obtain these things. Don't covet X, Y, Z. Go after the promises of God. Let God's promise work for you. Let it come through the promises. Let it come because God said. That will always have reverence. That will always have respect for God. It will have to be God's way. Hallelujah. Let's keep it in God's way. Let's not go out of that way and try to make things happen by man's strength. It's not by power. It's not by might. It's by the Spirit of God. God is the one who's saying, I will uphold you. I will make sure that you don't have to worry about what man is doing, what man is saying, or what is not happening. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I, I will make sure. Hallelujah. That's God. 
Verse 6 says, So that we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper. I will not fear what man shall do unto me. Because of that, we boldly say. We boldly say. See, so it comes on the inside of you to a place where you are so sure you are settled in the promises of God that it becomes a boldness on the unchanging nature of God. It settles and then it it makes you bold. And then it makes you say some things boldly. You begin to say, I will not fear. What can man do? I will not fear. It doesn't matter what's going on there. I will not fear. God cannot lie. God never changes. He's upholding me. He's keeping me. He has promised. He'll never change. Ha, 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 ha. I laugh at my enemies because God laughs at my enemies. Glory to God. Shall we hear also uh, maybe verse 5 and 6 in Canada, please, brother? Amen. Praise the Lord Jesus. If you notice, you know, you have to decide. Are you going to go with God or are you going to do, go with other options? God is a God of the absolute. Have you noticed that? Even if you fumble and flail and fall, dust yourself, forget about yesterday, let's go forward. When you have an opportunity, do it right. You know, the Bible says in Luke 13, or rather Luke 16 and 13, no servant can serve two masters. No servant can serve two masters. Either he will hate one, love the other. Hold on to one, despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Don't make money control you. Don't make materials control you. It will naturally try to control you. It's like that. We, we live in this realm. Money is God here. There's only two. There's Him and there's money. It's like that. But don't let it control you. Don't be a servant of money. Praise God. That that has to be an ongoing thing that you have to do privately for yourself. Praise God. We have to serve God and let money serve us. Praise God. God is faithful. God will help us. If your heart is like that and you say, Lord, help me with this thing, He'll help you. Glory to God. We're leaving. We're leaving. We're leaving soon. See, in the light of all that, you know, you can still enjoy heaven and enjoy fellowshipping with heaven, but it can only happen in the Spirit. So the Bible declares in Hebrews, the 12th chapter, in verse 22, you are come unto Mount Zion. Praise God. The city of the living God. The heavenly Jerusalem. Innumerable company of angels. Praise God that in the spirit realm you can step out there. That's the place that you can go to. The general assembly, church of the firstborn, which are written in heaven. Remember Jesus said, if your name is written in heaven, rejoice. (laughs) Glory to God. 
written in heaven, God the judge of all, the spirit of just men made perfect. Mm. Glory to God. Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, the blood of the sprinkling that speaks better things than that of Abel. Mm-mm. Glory to God. See, this is a place where the blood of the sprinkling works. Notice that it's not the, bro- the blood of the bathing, but the blood of the sprinkling. So he's talking about, like us, people who walk by faith. Amen? When you make a mistake and you fumble and fall, you, you confess your sins, he's faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you of all unrighteousness. See, that's not a, a bathing experience. That's not getting born again again. But you are being washed of that unrighteousness when you confess your sins. So this place that we go to in the spirit realm, the new heavenly Jerusalem, the church of the firstborn, is a place where we go by faith. It's for faith people. So Jesus said in John 13, He that has had a bath need not to wash the whole body, but only his feet. So it's for the faith people. We walk by faith. And our feet get washed. Praise God. Because in the dirt of this world, the faith gets attacked. And we have to confess, whatever is not of faith is sin. So you just say, Lord, forgive me for that. I went by my senses. I went by my desires. I went like the world. Forgive me in Jesus' name. And your feet are washed. Praise God by the sprinkling of the blood. And you enjoy fellowship with the heavenly realm. You go to Father's throne. You go to the Lord Jesus and enjoy the Father and the Son through the Word of God, through this faith scriptures here, by the Holy Ghost. We enjoy. Hallelujah. That continuing city. Walk around there. Step around there by faith. We walk by faith, not by sight. Walk around those palaces. Walk on the streets of gold. Walk in heaven, according to the scripture. My, my, my. I'm telling you, it's going to be fun. Mm, Hallelujah. My brother, my sister, what a privilege we have. What a privilege we have. Shall we hear this in Canada also? Mm, Hebrews 12 from verse 22 and uh, all the way to 24. Hallelujah. So notice Jesus, the mediator is there, Father is there. You have all the right to go to Jesus because he's the one who took your place and chose his own of his own will to have a body like ours that he still has. Go to him by faith. Do whatever Thomas did, but do it by faith. Touch him and say, oh my Lord and my God, I worship you. Enjoy heaven. 
fellowship with them. Father, Son, all that's written in the word there, by faith, enjoy the benefit of the blood of the Lamb. Keep your thoughts there. Set your affections there. Hmm. I'm telling you, my brother, you won't have time. You won't have time for misery. That's the life that we're called to enjoy. Let's enjoy it. God is faithful. Amen. Shall we pray? <coughs> Thank you, Brother John. <clears throat> we bless you. We praise you. We worship you. Thank you, Abba Father. Hallelujah. Glory to your holy name. You are faithful. You'll do what you said. We love you, Lord. We set our affection on you. We set our thoughts on you right now. Thank you for the heavenly realm that's open to us. Thank you that we can rejoice. We can shout and get excited because we're going home. <laughs> and while we're down here, we trust every single promise to come to pass. That we will obtain all that you paid for when you willingly gave yourself to become our great high priest, our mediator, their own precious Lamb of God has become so dear to us. Sealed and washed, cleansed, all of that in your blood. We're so grateful. We're receiving your promises. We are not afraid. We are not covetous. We are not going after things in the worldly way. We are going by your promise. Your strength. When we are weak, that's when we are strong. Your strength is made perfect in our weaknesses. Hallelujah that you are pursuing us to make sure that we receive all that you paid for. That you will not leave us until we've obtained all. Thank you, precious Lord. We worship you. Our Father, blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. You're healed in Jesus' name. You are free in Jesus' name. Stand up and walk in Jesus' name. Be whole in Jesus' name. Be free in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, that the word of God is not failing. It's not returning void. It is producing. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Divine, turn around in Jesus' name. Open doors in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Your favor in Jesus' name. Abba, Father, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, we demand everything bow until that moment that we come home. In Jesus' name, the earth produce for us. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. God has put his hand upon you. There's nothing to be afraid of. Speak his word. Release his word in Jesus' name. Keep at it. There's nothing to fear. Not a hair of your head shall perish. His word cannot return void. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God. God is faithful. God is going to do what he said. That's who he is. He always does what he says. So rejoice. Get excited. Spend time worshiping him. 
fellowshipping with heaven, that country, that Jerusalem is ours. That land is ours. It's for walking by faith. Step into those places. You are authorized to fellowship. You are called to the fellowship with the Son. The Father called you to fellowship with Him. Go there by faith. Go there by the Word of God. Enjoy these things in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Let's take communion. If you're ready, we can just go ahead. If you have some bread by your side and, you know, some juice, let's relax and remember Jesus paid for it all. Notice that. He paid for it all. He is the Lamb that was slain. He has paid the price. The ransom has been paid. Remember, you can show this until the day He comes. Take communion at home. Take it with the whole family. For you and your household and all that concerns you. Job's household was covered. All that he had. Everything on every side. And our covenant is far better. So you can believe God for everything concerning you and your family. Any detail. Your pets. Everything. Everything. Shall we take communion in Jesus name. Thank you Lord. You paid for it all. And we declare in Jesus' name that our health, our soundness, welfare, and well-being has been purchased by Jesus. And He owes nothing. It's paid for completely. For every area of our life, spirit, soul, and body. We receive the benefits today. From the crown of the head to the soles of the feet. Every cell has to obey the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus has set us free from the law of sin, sickness, disease, every lack, every curse, every misery. In Jesus' name, we are free from death. We dominate. We rule because Christ paid. As we eat and drink, we thank you. We believe right now. We take it all as we eat and drink. All your benefits. Till the day we see you face to face. For that rush that is coming upon us one of these days. Just like that. We give you thanks. We give you praise. That you cannot lie. And you never change. We receive rest and relaxation. In these thoughts. Ha 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 ha. Thank you Lord Jesus. Thank you Lord Jesus. Thank you Lord Jesus. Shall we eat and drink in the name of Jesus? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. Oh, faithful God. Faithful God. Faithful God. Faithful God. Faithful God. Faithful God. Speak restoration to that liver in Jesus' name. Wholeness now to the large intestine. Healing for those kidneys in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Complete soundness in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Open doors. Favor. The earth produced for your people. They must receive their benefits. Thank you, Lord. Earth produce in Jesus' name. 
Earth yield in Jesus' name. Above only, never beneath the head and not the tail. Above only, never beneath the head and not the tail. They are a blessing upon the earth. Blessing upon the earth. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We receive. We thank you. We praise you. Who gave himself. Who gave himself willingly. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that on the third day you rose again. Today you sit at the right hand of majesty on high. The one who prays for us, who intercedes for us. We bless you. We thank you. We worship you. You are worthy. In your name we receive. In Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God. God is faithful. Amen. Ha, ha, ha. If you'd like to give an offering, this is a good chance. I can tell you for sure that this is going in the right direction. It's going in the name of Jesus to do the work of this truth going out there. Helping with laborers and helping with folks. It's a blessing. It's a time to give. Father, in Jesus' name, we use this as a point of contact. Those who are tithing and giving. May they receive from your nail-pierced hands, Lord, great high priest, O faithful God. Here mortal men receive. There he that lives forever receives. Precious Jesus. Angels, work with us. Bring this to pass. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Brother John. Thank you, team. You're blessed.